Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast. This week with a twist. Uh, we're coming back at you with another concept episode. This week, it is going to be The Streets Never Forget Eleven. So we're your regular hosts. I'm Drew. I'm George. And you may have heard this podcast before. Every time we talk about The Streets Never Forget players, we reference one man. And that one man is our Streets Never Forget aficionado, Mr. Callum Van Verkoven. Welcome, Callum. How's it going? Good to be back, boys. Cal has yeah. been harassing me since his episode to get back on the podcast. Yeah, so here we are. Loving it. <laughs> we had to segue a uh, the concept then just to get Cal back on. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's all it is, yeah. Yeah, mate. The streets never forget Cal Van Verkoven. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> right, so streets never forget is uh, obviously goes hand in hand with nostalgia. That's the name of the pod. And that's the name of the concept episode. So what are we defining the streets never forget as? Well, personally, I would say it's a player that's remembered for one moment or one season or, yeah, basically that. It's it's players that aren't world-class, but everyone remembers them, basically. Anyone else got anything to add to that? Not world-class players, but had a world-class season, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Also, I think, I'm going to throw a little twist in it, and you'll see with my team as well that I've gone streets will never forget for for bad reasons as well as good reasons. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I've also got that in there. Yeah. So uh, the last concept episode we did was the Christmas episode with Owen. And that one, we did a collaborative effort. And the three of us became one and made one team. This one's a little bit different. We've all prepared our own team. And we're going to put these teams forward to you, the listener. Then after you finish the episode, you can head over to our Insta and you can vote for the winner. <sighs> Oof, high stakes. There's actually, there's actually no forfeit or anything involved. Maybe we'll think of one along the way. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you just bought out my competitive edge now as well. I didn't realise it's going to be up to it. really quickly. Yeah. What's, what's funny as well is I reckon you two have gone for more obscure choices. I reckon I've gone for like definite streets and never forget choices. Well, You've gone vanilla, have you? <laughs> yeah. That's me to a T, that. That's why he's bought that new shirt, so he doesn't seem vanilla. <laughs> right, so... Let's dive straight in. So we'll each deliver one player at a time. Uh, so our formations are different, I believe. So I've gone for a 4-3-3. Yeah, I've gone for a 4-4-2. Uh, I've gone for a 3-5-2. So obviously a bit of four, different formations there. So as we go through, we'll just say which player is which. So as not to get confused as to where each player is being named. But the one similarity between all our teams is the goalkeeper. So who have we got? Oh, right. I'm going to go first. I've gone for Felipe Melo, who isn't a goalkeeper, but (laughs) (laughs) against a team called, and I'm going to butcher the name now, you ready? Alazigspor, a Turkish team. He had to go in goal, and the first thing he did when he went in goal was save a penalty. And for that, he'll always be a baller. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very good Streets Don't Forget moment, because... He is, obviously, like you said, he's a defensive midfielder, I believe. Yeah. Uh, very renowned for getting sent off himself. So quite ironic that he goes in goal when the goalkeeper gets sent off. It's just great. I just love it when outfield players go in goal. Like, you could, I could have taken my pick from any, like, John O'Shea, John Terry, Carrie Kane. Like, I just love it. <laughs> I just love it when a, a goalkeeper gets sent off and an outfield player has to go in goal. It's just chaos. It's amazing. Yeah. What I really enjoy is, they never ever have a goalkeeper shirt that fits the player. That has yeah, to go yeah it's goal. always massive, isn't it? 
Which I don't understand that because surely the goalkeeper's not much different size to these players. But the only spare shirts they've got are massive. Yeah. <laughs> or they go and they've got like number one with the keeper's name on the back and, and they're wearing shorts with a completely different number on. <laughs> right, great start. George, I love that. I love that, George. Who's your keeper? Right, so I, I struggle with the keeper and I went I actually picked three. So I'm not going to pick three, obviously. Shout outs to Shea Given for just being old for literally all of his career. <laughs> Brad Friedel Ooh. for being a very, very extremely angry man. Uh, but I have gone for, and there's a, there's a bit of a personal thing here. I've gone for Jasker Leinen. Okay. Uh, just because was never a, it was never one of the best keepers in the Prem or anything like that or in, in football. But he was always, it's like you always mentioned him when he played for that Bolton side. Like always mentioned him. Always had the short, short sleeve. He had a certain look about him. He had the worst trim I've ever seen in football. <laughs> and also, with, this is really random and really funny. I remember going to Wrexham recently. I say recently, about a couple of years ago with my dad. And I was pointing someone on the Wrexham sideline. I was like, is that Jaskalainen, right? For some reason, Jaskalainen became the goalkeeper coach for Wrexham. <laughs> for one season and then left. And that is the most random... <laughs> Thing so that's, that's partly the reason. Where was he playing? He played at Bolton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why well, I've picked him it's, for Bolton, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know where else he went. The Finland goalkeeper, wasn't he? Yeah. Or yeah. Right. So that's just a name I've not heard for ages. To yes. Be yeah. It's a streets never forget name. I tell you. Yeah. It's not great that someone's forgotten it. That's no, no, no. <laughs> it's just it's not forgotten. It's just it's I just haven't heard it for fucking ages. Right, well, hey, I'm going. I'm going continental on you. Here we go. So, World Cup, uh, 2014. Yeah, 2014 World Cup. Yeah. There was a a goalkeeper playing for Mexico, and he was absolutely unreal. And his name is Guillermo Ocoa. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Big white headband, massive yeah. curly afro. I just I I remember, as, soon, as soon as you said Mexican goalkeeper, I thought of the hair straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that in the uh, in that World Cup. He was insane, wasn't he? Because Mexico beat Germany in that World Cup. Yeah. yeah. And they were just incredible. They'd like surprised everyone. Javier Hernandez was playing out of his skin. They had some great players in that team. And then to back it up, Guillermo Ocoa was just at the back, throwing himself about, saving like unbelievable, like performing unbelievable saves. Looking cool we... all the time. Yeah. Just streets when you never think cat-like cat reflexes, you think of that guy, don't you? Yeah, Guillermo Coa. Never made it in Europe. He tried. He came over. He played in France and then in Spain. Never went it. Went back to Mexico. But good old Guillermo Coa. Fun fact for you about Guillermo. He uh, featured on FIFA 2008 and 2009 in the uh, North American version of the game. <laughs> <laughs> years, before, years, before, years before he became... Known to the world, Guillermo Ocoa was on the cover of FIFA. Because didn't Mexico did did they win a gold medal in the Olympics? Is uh, it around the same time? I th- I'm not sure. I know that he's won a lot of um, gold cups, the North American Euros. Ah, okay. And he's won three of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. It's like that Mexico side. I'm sure they won. A- did they? Who did he actually uh, play for? Is he playing for now? Yeah, yeah. I, cause I, just because I feel as though 
after that World Cup, you know when players have a really good World Cup and then they suddenly get signed by a big team? You feel like he <laughs> might have done, but I don't actually know who he ever played for. Uh, I can tell you. He started off, uh, uh, he played for Club America, who you're currently hey! wearing. Hey! <laughs> that's, a, that's a good coincidence, that, isn't it? <laughs> 237 appearances. Then he made the move to France in 2011 yeah. to Ajaccio. Uh, played 112 times. Then after the 2014 World Cup, got signed by Malaga, where he played 11 yeah, times, and then went to Granada, played 38 times, then to Standard the Age, and now he's back to Club America. There you go. On That's a quick European tour and then back home. Trying to show off his lovely hair and his nice headband. <laughs> hot or not, definitely hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Should we move on? The formations differ straight off the bat here. So me and George both got a right back. Cal, you haven't. I haven't. So I'll give my right back first. Here we go. go on. My right back is the Premier League's first Peruvian player, Newcastle legend, Nalberto Solano. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, was that a late pick or did you just slide that one in five no, minutes? No, he was on the first leave <laughs> of the team sheet. So, I'm not even lying here. My right back is also Nobby Solano. What? Yes. <laughs> Which well, is Nobby. sort of, it's sort of a bit um, of a cop out in the fact that I think for most of his career he played right midfield. But he did play right back. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I thought I thought that was going to be one that I. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, like I said, Premier League's first Peruvian player played for Newcastle. I think he played for Villa as well, uh, and he was great. I don't actually remember him being a particularly good football player, but he's one of them players where you you saw Newcastle, you're like, oh yeah, Nobby Solano. So yeah, streets His never forget Nobby Solano. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it gets much worse from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you mine. And uh, as I said earlier, I've gone for bad streets will never forget here rather than good. Here we go. uh, I've gone for Richard Dunn, just purely because he's scored more own goals in Premier League than any other player. <laughs> also, right, I was watching a highlight of all his own goals because it's just funny. But uh, there's one where he's playing against West Brom and he accidentally sells the keeper a good one. And if it was at the other end, it would have been the fish for days, mate, honestly. <laughs> but the way it just slips past the keeper, oh, beautiful. Most, one of the most beautiful own goals I've ever seen, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but he scored 10 own goals in the Premier League. Oh, That's rough. rough, that, isn't it? I remember when uh, I was a, t- a teen, I, uh, <laughs> I ended up scoring, I think, three own goals in one season. And I just managed by the end of the season to score four goals, so I had a plus one, <laughs> a plus one difference. But I don't, I don't know if Richard Dunn ever managed to uh, match his actual goals for own goals. I have a feeling he probably didn't. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine he did either. I I remember um, a team that me and Drew played for in uni. I scored, I think it was three own goals in that season, and never scored one. So I got an award at the awards evening at the end of the season that was top goal scorer for the opposition. Yeah. I've still got that sheet somewhere upstairs. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Proud of it. Well, nice choice, Richard Dunn. Go on, George, who's your first centre-back? All right. So if I just said uh, it's more for his facial expression than his actual football ab- inability, I'm ah. assuming you'd be able to tell who it yeah. was. Is it Phil Jones? <laughs> yeah. It's Phil Jones, yeah. 
I mean, literally, as a United fan, hate him. I think he never lived up to what he was billed as. But oh my god, the memes we've got from that man! Oh yeah, make Amazing. up for it one hundred percent. The one where he's got like bleach blonde hair, and his face is pretty much against the floor, yeah. and it just looks—it's <laughs> so funny. It's like the the slow mo video where he's like crawling across the floor, yeah. with hands, hands and legs, <laughs> and he's just like pulling all his faces. Like, oh, so good! I think right. So I I agree. Phil Phil Jones, not that they never really uh, filled his potential. Okay, he's not he's not awful. No, is he still at United? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, fair play. He's, he is shit, isn't he? Isn't uh, he? Um, did he not say something recently? Someone asked him about a testimonial. Is that Phil? Was that Phil Jones? And he know. and he basically said, <laughs> he basically said, I don't want a testimonial because the only people that'll be there will be your parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that is Phil Jones, it is. I mean, fair play, but uh, I'll take it on the chin there. Fair enough. That's, that's <laughs> about Phil Jones, right? About how he makes all the faces and like does mad stuff. You have to admit, right? To do to make those faces, he's got to be putting like some serious effort into yeah. his game. Oh, 100%. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and that one where he's like, you said where he's crawling across the floor. Imagine having that <laughs> commitment to do that. Yeah. If it was me, I hit the floor. I'm like, all right, well there you go. Place yeah, done. Yeah. He's like, no, we're bound across like a, a lion. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lion has been shot. And then... uh, Phil Jones. The thing is, choice. as well, what what makes it really bad for him there is that. Everything just looks worse in slow mo, and all oh, those videos yeah. are in slow mo. Yeah, saw that one recently of Davison Sanchez trying to dive, diving head of the floor. <laughs> Someone goes around him, and he's like, "Oh, no. that was so funny!" <laughs> Face plants, didn't he? <laughs> right. So, on the theme of uh, terrible centre backs that the streets will never forget, my first centre back is one Mr. Titus Bramble. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I think, all right, listeners, don't worry. The streets never forget players will improve once we get past the defense. I think defense we all made hard, man. I think we made an executive decision <laughs> just to go with shit defenders that no one forgets because they were shit yeah. rather than good ones. But yeah, Titus Bramble. I don't think I ever saw him kick a ball. It was either off his head, his knee, his arse. He never, I don't think he actually passed the ball in his life, but Titus Bramble, terrible defender, but the streets will never forget him. Yeah, fair. He's one of those players where it's like, if you get the ball, just pass it to the nearest person. We wouldn't even do that. Just like that. Get it out. Yeah. Get it out. It's one of them where, again, he might have actually been a, a decent footballer. And for all I remember, he was terrible. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not great. Like I say, better than any of us, but like <laughs> professional, oh, yeah. professional wise. Yeah. Yeah, just, just to get it straight, like, we don't think we could play Premier League standard no. at all. Like <laughs> any player that could play in the Premier League is an amazing footballer. Don't get me wrong, but compared to some of the players out there, maybe not so much. Yeah, I definitely think I could pull as many faces as Phil Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get him on that. <laughs> um, right. Go on then, George. Next centre back, use yours. Oh, my next centre back. Right. So, in my head, I was like, I've got to try and pick someone who's, you know decent or at least had a decent season um but like i say streets never forget it's hard in defense i went with do you remember the two i think it's 2014 2015 southampton side that was just with daniel Zvoldo and players like that in it yeah yeah, yeah that like uh, okay yeah, every, yeah. everyone seemed to just sort of fall in love with him i picked this player not because of him just because he was in that team so it's like the streets will never forget team but he was in it so i've gone with um uh jose fonte uh, okay. 
yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because for that season, Southampton were probably the most entertaining team to watch in the Premier League. Uh, and then all their players decided we're better than Southampton and left. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, yeah so that's... he was like quite a similar player to probably like what they've got at the back at the moment in like Yannick Vestigard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just a big, oh, just a big slow guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like two just rocks at the back, aren't they? Do you yeah. want to know a fun fact about Jose Font? Always. Go on. He is the one and only player to have won League One and the European Championship. There you go. <laughs> he won promotion from League One with Southampton. Got promoted again to the champion from the championship to the Premier League. And then when he was in the Premier League, he played in the Euro 2016 final and won it with Portugal. Mad. There you go. Well, start. There you go. That's a hell of a start, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to say that's why I picked him, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no I just crop that bit out and you can say that a fact if you want, and then you can have that. Nah, nah, you 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 have it, it's fine. Yeah, there you go. That's my second centre-back. Right, Cal. Second centre-back. Oh, it's back to me. Uh, I've gone for the known hard man in Neil Razor-Ruddick. Oof. Just because I think not only will the streets never forget, but all the players in the Premier League that played in that era probably will never forget him either. Yeah, they probably got because, marks on them. <laughs> yeah, they probably got stud marks or headbutt marks. Or, They're still in wheelchairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone you talk to knows him, knows that he was a great tackler and, and hard man for sure yeah. so that's why I've gone for him it's one of those players right where I think I only really became aware of him when he was on something on TV when I was a kid and then I grew up thinking like who's this absolute thug who played football <laughs> and my dad goes you play for Liverpool don't you I was like what <laughs> did he what a ledge he's big personality he's, definitely yeah, yeah. what a big man now isn't he yeah like he wasn't really playing football but I think he just sort of gained a lot of weight after he finished an inspiration to us all. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you if you gain the nickname Razor, you do yeah. something right in a hard man sentence. Yeah. yeah, that's not like a football nickname either, is it? That's no. like a that's like a gang nickname. <laughs> that's one you'd get in prison. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, my mate Razor. <laughs> all right, sounds, like, sounds, like the, oh. sounds like the fourth member of Endubs. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I can't imagine him in endubs. Hey, the streets will never forget endubs. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> true. Nah, nah, nah. Right. So my second centre back, he was a centre back who could bang in a free kick with the outside of his boot like no one I've ever seen. Played for Chelsea, and his name is Alex. Ooh, oh, nice. I almost went for Alex. Yeah, Alex, big, imposing defender, great head. And oh, hang on! <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great header. Hey, hey, you never know. Hey, that's true. Mate, that's true. Yeah, great header of the ball. Not the best ball playing centre back I've ever seen, but the <laughs> the way <laughs> you're doing this on purpose, mate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ball playing centre back, that's a that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, but after you said the initial. <laughs> oh, about, mate. So yeah, great <laughs> a great header of the ball and great at clearing the ball with his feet. Not necessarily the best pass you've ever seen. But you put him on a free kick 40 yards out, the swaz he can get on the ball yeah. to the top bins. I think I remember the first time he did it, I was sat there, I was watching match of the day, and then it's just Alex runs up for a kick about a halfway line run up. 
runs to the, <laughs> runs to the edge of the D and then just smashes it. I was like, yeah. oh my God. So yeah. Got a lot I of mean, time for that. How many and defenders he... have you seen that could do that? Yeah. Apart from Roberto Carlos, but... <laughs> true, yeah. David Luiz on his day, maybe. All Brazilians. He, he misses... He, yeah, he all Brazilians. Yeah, true. I also like the fact... I love I love any like football player who goes with a nickname that's a very typically English name. You know, like for, uh, all the Brazilian players, like Fred, Alex. Um, was that, what about? He was, that was his name. <laughs> that was his name. <laughs> that, was Joe, that was Joe that played for City and Everton. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just find it really funny. Oh, here's a fun fact for you, actually. Did you know, like, I was talking to you, I used to work with a couple of Brazilian guys, actually, and uh, I always asked them, I was like, what does Inho mean? Like, why do all these players have Inho after their name? And it's because it means small. So it means like small. So like Ronaldinho is like small Ronald. Nice. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's weird, isn't it? But I was so, like, yeah. I never it's cool. Like, it makes sense. Coutinho's little Juninho. Yeah. Little Rob. Little June. Juninho. Juninho, yeah. That's weird. I never knew that. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good fact. Nice. Right. That seems like a nice place to move away from Alex. Far away right. as possible. <laughs> yeah, after what you said. <laughs> uh, I've gone, right, shout out to Peter Margots for this one because for some reason, the other night, we were looking through players that are named after food and this one just absolutely caught us because we were laughing at this for a good half an hour. But uh, as centre-back, I've gone for a player called Yaya Banana. <laughs> Who the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah, banana. He <laughs> he's yeah, yeah, the banana, streets mate. never knew yeah, yeah, banana. Never mind forgetting never. him. <laughs> I I'm never gonna forget that name from now on. That is just gonna be stuck. Do you know anything about yeah, yeah, banana? I don't know his name. No, I just know that he's called yeah, yeah, banana. He plays. Can we back. can we also just backtrack and go back to why the fuck were you searching players' names? I don't know. Food? Honestly, I don't know. It was just one of those nights where you just like. There must have been someone that we thought like got us on that thought process, that train. But yeah, yeah, banana's still playing. Yeah, 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 he's still playing. Twenty nine years old. Plays for Shabab Al Ordon Club, and I'm sure he's tearing it up over there. Uh, nope, he's yeah. played no games. Ah, okay, <laughs> he's, got uh, 16, he's got sixteen caps for Cameroon, though. Ah, fair. But I just think, I just love the fact that on the back of his shirt he has banana. <laughs> I bet he's one of the players that has his first name dot like Y dot banana. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't give you any more reason for that one to be honest. That was uh, uh... yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Drew, do you want to go? Or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Uh, my left back is a city legend. West Ham player or former West Ham player, Pablo Zabaleta. Nice. Baller. Unsung hero of the Premier League. <laughs> Definitely. In the past 10 years. One of the better fullbacks we've had, like traditional actual fullback rather than uh, a glorified winger playing at the back. He actually was a defender and a great one at that. Great player, won countless trophies with City. One of those players where you wouldn't necessarily think it, but he was probably one of the first names on the team sheet for a long time for City. And then they've since spent about Four billion trying to replace him with seventeen different fullbacks. So yeah, yeah. good old sure. Pablo Zabaleta is my choice. 
at left yeah. that that's it. That's a solid choice. That I'd agree with that. I didn't even think about him either. That's like Man City pre Kyle Walker, isn't it? He was just yeah. He, he just actually kept Kyle Walker out of the team for a long time. I think yeah. But what a solid guy! Like I, I definitely like I said, unsung hero of that City squad because yeah. uh, when it, you when you remember that team, he maybe is not the first person you remember from it, but. He would have been there. Game you in, always, game out. you always need those players, though, don't you? That don't necessarily grab the spotlight, but are just consistent throughout. Yeah, and that is Pablo Zabaleta. Yeah, it is indeed written all over him. Right, mine is a guy that I genuinely believe is one of the better left backs in the Premier League for his career, but doesn't look like a footballer at all. Right, he looks like he should be in Arctic Monkeys. Oh, I know it is. Plays for Everton. Yeah. <laughs> it's Leighton Baines. Ah, fair. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew Drew wasn't going to like it, but genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, how that man didn't go on to play for a different side or like go go sort of to a better side because um, he was linked with United for a little bit, wasn't he? I, th- I think he was incredible. Yeah, I was linked with United for a little bit. Everyone in the world... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyone, anyone who wants a better contract at their current club goes, oh, United want me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Leighton Baines doesn't look like he should be a footballer. Looks like he should be like selling out Manchester Arena or whatever, but... Headline in the MEN. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Miles Kane. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. They did it. They did. Uh, NME did like a, an, uh, an interview with both of them because just because they look alike. <laughs> it was just really random. I remember that. Great player, though. I, I, I know I booed mm. him, but um, I, I'll talk about the Wigan version of him before he went to Everton. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> well, banging a free kick. Yeah, 100%. What makes me laugh, though, is United, it's because when David Moyes went to United and United were linked with both him and Fellaini. And we by far got the worst end of the deal in that. Like I would have taken Leighton Baines any day over Fellaini. <laughs> Whoa. Don't talk about Fellaini like that. Fellaini would have been a great shot for this. I was just yeah. thinking that when I said it. I just looked at my team and I was like, ah, oh, shit. That would have been a well good shout. <laughs> oh. Right, cool. So we've passed the defence now, are we? Yeah, I yes. think we've, we've, we've passed the worst ones. So Thank God. It's, it's all upwards it's from here. We yeah. got there. Right, so let's go into the midfield. So I've got three centre mids. George, you've got two. Cal, you've got three? I've got three. Cool. So let's go centre mids first then. Okay. Uh, right. At CDM, I've got Yaya Torre, the second of the Yaya's in my team, uh, specifically for his 13-14 season where he scored yeah. like 20 goals, nine assists. Yeah. And he was just amazing that season like he was so good and the whole season i was looking at some of his stats he had didn't have less than a 90 percent pass accuracy for the whole season which is crazy and then scoring 20 goals nine assists uh, again it probably at the same time zabletta was playing as well and yeah. god he was so good to watch i don't know if you remember he would just drive the ball oh the yeah well that is, we had off an episode a few weeks ago um Joe picked Yaya Torre and described oh, him as okay. the laziest midfielder he's ever seen until he gets the ball. Yeah. So he'll dawdle around and then pick up the ball and then just like a train straight for the thing. That's the thing I always thought. He never really did many moves. He just used to power past people. Just yeah. like get out of the way. I'm coming. Yeah, definitely. I think he's definitely the uh, superior Yaya in your team. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for Yaya Sonogo to make an appearance up front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice. Right. I'll go with my first centre mid. Uh, my first centre mid. Now, in a Madrid team full of Galacticos, there was one man who controlled the middle of the park all night. Nice, this is. And glued it is. all together. And his name is Guti. Yep. I can't say I've ever heard of Guti, to be Guti. honest. Guti? Oh, mate. <laughs> honestly, honestly, he he was one of the ones I was thinking about. So as soon as you said about the Galacticos, and this guy was like sort of not mentioned within that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He played in a midfield that had Zidane, Figo, and other players. Yeah. <laughs> Zidane, there at Figo, Beckham, other world-class other world-class players. <laughs> Ronaldo, you know, like Raul, amazing players. And none of them were as good as Guti. No. <laughs> but he's such an underrated player. He made 387 appearances for Real Madrid, which you don't do unless you've got something about you. Yet he only made 13 appearances for Spain. Mad. Severe, severely disrespected player, old Guti. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To the point that you don't even know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you this, George would be a fan because he had lovely blonde locks. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Like Pavel Nedved or Luka Modric. There you go. <laughs> hey, he was. He was Luka Modric before it was cool. There you go. There you go. That's Guti. Very similar playing styles, actually. Yeah, Guti is my first choice for my Sweet Sam Forget. Love it. Nice. Right. So, my choice is... So, it's central midfielder, but he's definitely like an attacking midfielder, possibly like even a false nine sometimes. Uh, Fulham player from America. Clint, Clint Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah. Baller. Like, I've definitely sort of played around with his position here because he definitely wasn't like a central midfielder but I had to fit him in somewhere because he's a hell of a player yeah great player often linked with Liverpool and there was a, there's a whole big thing last season when Liverpool won the league um, where everyone was going on about how Jordan Henderson was also almost included in a trade deal for Jordan Henderson plus 8 million for Clint Dempsey imagine <laughs> nice. if that had I, gone through I just I, I can't get over the fact that Clint Dempsey didn't play for anyone better than Fulham <laughs> he played in the Fulham side that beat Juve 4-1 didn't he yeah it's fair and you're wearing a Juve top there you go it all comes <laughs> back around yeah <laughs> I thought I thought Clint Dempsey was a hell of a player though. Yeah, yeah definitely probably the he best did. American to play in the Premier League I was about to say that yeah yeah there's not a lot of them but <laughs> DeAndre Led- DeAndre Edlin Edlin Donovan Donovan was on loan at Everton yeah, yeah Brad Friedel Brad Friedel <laughs> Tim Howard Tim Howard Tim Ream plays for Fulham now. Yeah. Christian Pulisic is the only only player that's going to be able to stake his claim as the best American to play in the Premier League. That's true. There was was, um, was Bobby Devitt or something like that. There was one that played for um, Fulham back in the day. I can't remember his name. Ah, there is another one that plays in the Premier League. Owen Otisawi. The the Wolves one is absolutely jacked. Yeah. He's like a six (laughs) foot five and he's just like a beast. Yeah, jeez. Well, he, he could definitely beat up Clint Dempsey. I'll give him that. And he's also like a foot taller than Pulisic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> nice. Always nice oh. to get American in there. Yeah. Right, let's go into the next centre mid. I'll give mine. I'll go first here. Uh, so my centre, next centre mid, uh, he was often used as a winger, but he did play central attacking mid for a long time. 
Uh, we've spoken about him on the pod before because he was chosen by Cal. It is Adel Tarat. Ah, yeah. He had to, he had to have a, a, a spot in there somewhere. He had to. He? he had to. I I chose between him and Michu for that position. Yeah. I uh, that was the player that I thought of earlier. I was like, Michu. How did I forget yeah. Michu? Bad out to Rapt. The little wizard. All oh, at his feet. Running around. No one can stop him apart from his diet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they either love beer or pizza. One. Yeah. I saw I saw recently on Instagram uh, Europa League did like a um, advert for the Europa League and it was all based around him and it just showed all his skills for uh, who's he playing for at the moment Benfica uh, is it Benfica yeah it just showed all his skills for Benfica and it was just him and it was it was saying you should watch the Europa League because he's in it basically it was really <laughs> weird <laughs> and they got they got knocked out by Arsenal yeah Adel <laughs> Tarat is a one man highlight reel that, yeah that I didn't quote. So I, I was going to put him in, but I didn't put him in because I assumed Cal was going to choose him just because he was in Cal's initial team. <laughs> I've actually not chosen him. So yeah, it's a good job you him. did put him in there, Drew, because he would have gone overlooked if he didn't. Just, if he hadn't gone in to any of the teams, I think we he would have probably been cancelled for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the abuse online yeah. would have been, been real. the Streets Never Forget player, I reckon. Yeah, he's one of the, he's definitely up there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's my second midfielder. Nice. Right, I'm going to go again, and I'm going to slot alongside Yaya Torre. I'm going to put Moussa Dembele. Yes. Because yeah. he, again, is such an underrated player. And if you talk, like, if you watch any videos and stuff of players talking about him, Kevin De Bruyne and then a few other players and stuff talking about him, saying that he is one of the hardest players to play against, just purely because... The guy's got ankles like rubber and he's big, he's strong, impossible to get the ball off. He's, when all these Premier League players say that he's one of the best players that they've played against or played with, then you know, you, you know that he's good. And yeah. again, his, his highlights are unreal. He, at, some, at his peak, he probably didn't lose the ball much at all because he just put it just slightly too far for a player to get it, just lure them in for a tackle, they go flying in. He just knocks it past them. See you later. And again, like I said, underrated player for sure for me. Yeah, he's yeah, obviously he's not been playing this well this season so far, but he is very similar to Thiago in the way that they play football. Just pure control, like you say, just smooth passing, never unnecessary passes. Just like pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, yeah I think it's his center of gravity as well. Like it's so hard to put him on the floor. He was just yeah. dancing around people. Skills to boot as well, yeah, definitely. Like, one thing Beautiful. I always forget is that he played for Fulham first. I don't, yeah, don't think he, I knew that. Tottenham, Tottenham signed him from Fulham. Mad. So he played with Clint Dempsey. So we've got two Fulham yeah, players yeah. in there. <laughs> the Fulham contingent strong. There you go. <laughs> Great choice, though. Yeah, he's one of them players like just... He's one of those players where he's your favourite player's favourite player. Yeah. Unsung hero. People necessarily don't have on the back of their shirts, but without him, teams wouldn't be as good. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Go on, George, who you got? Uh, second central midfielder, again, probably an attacking midfielder, but fuck it at this point, um, <laughs> is Dimitri Payet. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, simply just for the reason West Ham were good for, was it one or two seasons? He was literally the only reason. Yeah. I'm like, I know Owen, friend of the pod, will argue me on that, but it was. 
<laughs> Every time they win now, he messages me saying, oh, West Ham are going to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah no, uh, like... not much you can say about it. He he was probably, I can't remember if he won best player, of the player of the season that season, but he should have done, in my opinion. I think he was in the he team was... of the season. Yeah, he was one of the... Yeah, he, he had a two... I've actually got him in my team as well, believe it or not. But he had a two-year stint at West Ham where he was just unbelievable. Yeah. It was so good. Like, the free kicks. And like, I don't know if you remember, um, was it against Watford where he got that Rabona assist? Yeah. Oh, that's well worth a watch for anyone that hasn't seen that. <laughs> it's the one where like he dribbles around the players on the left-hand side then cuts back across and then dribbles past about five players in the box. Yeah. And you think he's gone too far, then he somehow manages to get it back in. Great. Great player. Low centre of gravity. Yeah. Ankles like rubber. So good. <laughs> so, so good. And also, I'll put my hands up and say, didn't didn't hear about him really until he came to West Ham. And then it was yeah, just like, no, oh my God, no, oh my God, who is this guy? He's insane. Did he not score the opening goal of the Euro 2016? An absolute worldie against Ukraine. I don't like them. I don't know. I've been watching that. Worldy. I think that's a good sign for Dimitri Payet that he actually managed to get to the front side. Because they have obviously some incredible talent to get in that team at all. Especially if you're a little man who doesn't look like he's in particularly good shape. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's got, that seems to be a theme here. We're just projecting here. Players that aren't in particularly good shape and feeling really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's hope. There's hope. Come on. <laughs> all right, then. I'll go with my final central midfielder. This guy... Scored some of the like sauciest goals you've ever seen. Played for some great teams. He has actually played in the Premier League for two different teams, for Tottenham and for Portsmouth. He's also okay. played for AC Milan. He's played in Germany. He's played other other places. His name is Kevin Prince Boateng. Oh, oh nice. Yes. KPB. KPB. I love Kevin Prince Boateng. He's one of those players, a bit like Marabalathelli, where his attitude often gets in the way of his actual ability. But when he actually plays... He's a hell of a player. Some of the goals he scores, absolutely unreal. He yeah. played for Barcelona as well, actually. I forgot about that one. There you go. He played for Barcelona last season. He's just one of them players where you need a bit of flaring team. You whack in Kevin Prince-Boteng. Yeah. He scores some worldies, great skill. He looks cool. <laughs> one yeah, thing I... Uh, is he... Uh, who does he represent at international level? Ghana. Ghana, yeah, because... His brother's Jerome Boateng, isn't it? Yeah. And, and he represents Germany. Imagine KPB and Jerome Boateng as well. Uh, just in there, in the Germany squad. Jesus. They actually played but against each other in the World Cup, didn't they? They did, didn't they? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's just one of those players. Like, you just wish that... And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he did have the right attitude and never found the right club. But, you know, if he'd have stayed at one club and become the centrepiece of that team, God, he would have been good. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Oh, I love him. I think... You mentioned his brother then, that brings up one of my favourite things about him, where you have to try and guess who's the favourite son out of the two of them. They named one Jerome, yeah. and they named the other one Prince. Kevin Prince. Yeah. Not even like a little bit like, uh, yeah, okay, right, you're called Jerome. Kevin yeah. Prince, royalty in the name. Yeah. Like, Sit down over there, Jerome. We're talking to Kevin Prince over here. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, favoritism but... going on there for the Boateng parents. Jerome got his own back, though. He's, I think he's won more uh, more trophies. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Look at, right, here you go. Here's some of the teams that he's played for. Here for Berlin, Tottenham Hotspur, Borussia Dortmund, Portsmouth, Genoa, Milan, Schalke, 
Eintracht Frankfurt, Sassuolo, Barcelona, Fiorentina, Besiktas. Yeah, so never really found a home, did he? <laughs> no, but he played for some amazing teams. I, I never yeah. even played for Dortmund. Yeah, he was on loan. No, ten, I didn't. Ten games he played for Dortmund. Yeah. I think when I think of KPB, I just think of him wearing an AC Milan shirt. Yeah, that's all I can see. Yeah, there was one goal he scored. I can't remember when it was against, but the ball comes over the top on the edge of the box, like to the right hand side, and he does this mad turn and then just smashes it past the goalkeeper. Oof. He was Oof. my my go to guy on FIFA every year until about. 2015 when he was old and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, back in your box, Kev, come on. Yeah. Just have him on the bench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, who's next? Get uh, in there. I assume Carl with his last central midfielder? Yeah, so I've already told you I've got Payet. Yeah. So that is my two midfield, my two CDMs. Payet's on my, on my right wing. Left wing, sorry. So at the Cam position, my number 10. I've got Mesut Ozil. Uh, I almost picked Ozil. Because he's just, uh, he's the assist king in my eyes. He, he is one of my favourite players, definitely. Uh, he's definitely up there. Because um, he's just so good with the ball at his feet. And he's so good at finding his teammates as well. And I remember watching him, was a, goal against, uh, a goal that he scored against Ludogratz. I don't yes. know if you remember. Where uh, they're wearing like the, the, Arsenal wearing that dark blue and high-vis shirt. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful kit. And uh, it goes like round one player, sells two, sits him down in the box, lobs the keeper. It's like, oh, what a beautiful goal. But if you've not seen that goal, get on YouTube now. Yeah. Watch it. Because it's Paul, one of the best goals ever. Pause now. Watch the goal. Come back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I also I, think criminally treated at Arsenal at the end of his career at Arsenal. Yeah, I think... I think I heard someone so i watched an interview of someone talking about him and they basically said like it was it was someone who was a really good friend of him or, or knew him very well and they basically said that he's one of those players who can look like they cannot be asked but that's just like yeah. their demeanor like, oh, that's just what they look like yeah. and i think it can be misconstrued definitely in his case that no, he was lazy and stuff like that but on his, in his prime, he was so good. And yeah, when Wenger signed him on deadline day, Arsenal fans must have been so excited because <laughs> what a player. Yeah, because he was what like the peak of, his, peak of his powers at Madrid when they signed him. Yeah. Now that was yeah. a huge signing. And then, yeah, I think Madrid missed him for a long time. They struggled to replace him because obviously that creativity, he struggled to find someone as good as him uh, threading eye of the needle passes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you don't really see like many... I think like the classic number ten now is not as a prevalent position as it was. No, maybe a few years ago, but he's just a classic example of that. Of like the number ten, maybe not the best defensively. In fact, definitely not. If you're talking about Ozil, <laughs> definitely not the best defensively. But has he ever his going forwards like? and his assists and stuff? Oh, he's so good, and that's yeah. that's what I've got him. Yeah, I I so almost had him in my side, so I yeah. I absolutely agree with you on that one. Lovely choice. Great choice. All right. right. Where are we going? Drew, you've got three players left to give. Me and Carl, I've got four. So one of those, I guess. Go for it. All right. So mine is someone who has been picked on the podcast before. And when he was picked, we mentioned it as the Streets Never Forget player. It's Morton Gamps Pedersen. Yeah. Uh, Baller. Absolute, absolutely insane. Like, again, he is one of the, in my opinion, uh, especially in the Premier League, when you think of the Premier League, he is one of the first names that come to mind when you think of that term. Yeah, because 
played <laughs> played for Blackburn. Uh, didn't do that team didn't do much, but he was just so good to watch. Yeah, a great player. Just yeah. just constantly scored worldies. Yeah, just couldn't help himself. He was like, yeah, so <laughs> uh, I'm just going to bang it in top corner yeah. again. Oh, just I'm like, trying not to do it. I just can't. <laughs> I'm addicted to worldies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've put him on the right hand side, but I can't remember if it. I think he was left, wasn't he? Yeah, I think with wingers, it's sort of yeah, wingers a winger in it. But I put him on the right. <laughs> nice, Cal, first winger. Uh, well, I've got Dimitri Payet on the left. We've, we've already mentioned him, so I'm just going to go straight up to my next one, and I'm going to go with the speed demon, Adama Traore. <laughs> Andrew, I know, I know, you, I know you're going to love this one, and we're going to have to talk about Adama Traore for a bit. But uh, he's the streets will never forget him purely because he is so rapid. Yeah. I think it's not like he's just fast in a straight line either. He is fast to get to his top speed. Yeah. And uh, as a Wolves fan, he can be one of the most frustrating players to watch. But well, that this season is, is uh, goal contribution is, isn't great, is it? It's not, no. But I think. The problem is he's missing role. Like he, he's created a lot of chances, and he's got one goal which wasn't in the prem. He scored. Well, he should have been credited with the own goal against Leeds, where he smashed the crossbar and it came back, hit Meslier on the back, and went in. <laughs> but he is so he's just missing a strike partner at the moment, in my opinion. But he, on his day, oh my god, he's just unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's the niceness out of the way. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, right. So, do you know, George, what he does before a game? He puts baby oil all over puts his baby arms. Oil on his arms. No, 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 no. He doesn't. Put, he doesn't do it himself. He gets someone else to do it for yeah, him. Yeah, I've seen Even pictures worse. of someone putting it over. I was literally because Wolves were playing. Oh, who are they playing? But anyone. Yeah, and I remember yeah. uh, I was sat next to my mum, and I just said to my mum, "Do you know he puts baby oil all over his yeah. arms before a game? It's the weirdest thing." Also, claims he's never st- st- set foot in a gym ever. Ah. Nah, I'm sorry. So he's he goes to the gym, but yeah, it was it's Saiz that says um that said it. It was like um he doesn't lift weights, like he doesn't like, yeah, so lift he... like free weights. He does like this um type of exercise. I don't know what it's called, but basically he pulls what he puts into it. So the harder you pull it, like let's say you're doing like a bicep curl or something, yeah, the harder you pull it, the more resistance it gives you. So it's like a flywheel. It's a, so it's he doesn't a... actually lift like weights, weights. It's something like, does, like the, the amount your muscles are at, uh, stra- uh, straining or something like that, isn't yeah. it? But the, the quote I got was like, I don't do push-ups or any weights. It's hard to believe, but I don't do any of that. It's genetic. I'm sorry. <laughs> whether he does free, free weights or if he does push-ups, that is not genetics. And if it is, I do not want to see any of his family. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> you, want see, you want to see his like, That's not phonetic. <laughs> genetics. And then he just like go to the Traore household and they're all just absolutely stuck. Just jacked. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we've tried, we've tried like losing muscle, but we just can't yeah. do it. <laughs> One of my favorite things about him with the baby oil is definitely uh, when he when he's a sub and uh, he's about to come on, and obviously he's not been oiled up before the game, and uh, he's just on the sidelines with his arms out, and he's just got someone oiling him up, and just going for it. It's like I understand why, like I understand it why he doesn't. Like he's got a bad shoulder as well. Like he wears a shoulder support because people just constantly foul him, but hey, he's literally like. Pre-step deaf guy from Family Guy. 
Can you imagine if you're a Premier League defender and he's quick enough as it is, and then you try and shoulder barge him and you slide off him? Yeah. <laughs> How like devastating that would be as like just a personal thing. It's like, oh, yeah, it's happened those, again. It's those, like um, fouls that you do on purpose as well to just like bring a player back to stop the break. You'd grab his arm, pull it, and you'd be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. You end up slapping yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love him. I've got so much time for him. Like, and I know other Wolves fans get frustrated with him at times, but I'm all support for Adama Traore because I think he's one of the most exciting players in the Premier League to watch. Yeah. No, I'd probably agree. He needs to score more goals, though, doesn't he? Just needs yeah. a strike partner back. Uh, he's, he's a, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> 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 Anyone that rolls up their sleeves is an in your rolls up your sleeves, tucks his shirt in, greases his arms up. Yeah. <laughs> Wrongen. <laughs> right, I'll go on to my first winger. So my first winger is an Egyptian turned Italian man. And his name is Stefan El Shuare. The haircut, the skills, yeah. the pace, the occasional goal. You don't forget that. Unbelievable. No. Like, like mid mid teens, if that's what you call it. So like twenty twelve to like twenty sixteen. Unplayable on his day for Roma and, yeah. and then for AC. Just the way he used to get round players. Just unbelievable player. I think I, the story I love about him is that he wanted to play for Egypt and the Egyptian coach wouldn't let him. He said, No, 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 no. <laughs> you go play for Italy, you've got more of a chance of doing something with Italy. Don't waste oh, your time mad. with us. And then obviously um, I don't think Italy have done anything whilst he's been playing. And also he doesn't really play much anymore. But yeah, one of those players where his, his light sort of faded. He's not playing as much or as well as he, he did before. But when he was on his game, on his day, unplayable. Stefan yeah. El Shirare. And what a mad haircut. Oh, one of, the, one of the deadest trims ever. <laughs> <laughs> so like, weird. I think, I think maybe a few years ago, we would have looked back at that and think, yeah, that's quite cool. But if you look back at it now, like five years later or whatever it is, God, that was a dead. <laughs> Stefano Ferrari is still only 28 years old. Mad. Where is he now? Uh, he's back at Roma. Is he? Yeah, he was in China for a bit. Still now wearing 90, Roma. what is it, 90? 92. 92. 92. Yeah. Do you know why? I don't. He was born in 1992. Is that this year? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't say it was interesting. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was no. just about to be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Nicknamed the Pharaoh, because his father's Pharaoh, Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Pharaoh Imagine, playing for imagine him. him in his peak with Salah on the other side. I was side just as thinking well. that as well, yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah, that, one of the guys I almost picked as my striker was an Egyptian player called Amir Zaki. He's played mm-hmm. for, for Wigan. Uh, yeah. That strike force would have been great. Yeah. Right, yeah, there you go. There's my right winger. So Right, so. He was, I, I was going to go just because you, you've only got two left, right, Carl? So my left midfielder was going to be El Shirawi, but I knew that someone else was probably going to pick him, so I picked a backup just in case. And okay. it's JJ Akotcha. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, which, if anything, is probably the better player. What are you on about, mate? Nah, yeah, I mean, he's definitely the better player, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like the skills, the, the cornrows, playing for Bolton. I had no right to be good. Yeah, <laughs> my wingers played for Blackburn and Bolton, and they could have. <laughs> you know, could what have played for. Boys upset teams. me about JJ Okocha. 
He could do all the tricks in the world, but at the end of the day, he's crossing the ball into Kevin Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Davis was, was almost one of my strikers just for the bun. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? I mean, the amount of times God, that like, must have been frustrating. And gone. Player. Oh, Kevin's there again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on, Kev. Oh, he's fucking missed. Oh, he's still on the halfway line. Come on, Kev, catch yeah. up. Fuck's <laughs> sake, Kev. JJ uh, Koch has just skinned the whole team. <laughs> He's probably skinned Kevin Davis at the same time. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kev's Mr. Tapping from the six-yard line. He's just got confused by all the stepovers and tried to tackle him himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Davis. I'm sure you're very nice. We're very good at football, though. <laughs> I'll go for my next winger. So my le- my final winger, my left winger. Now, I could try and pronounce his name, but I'm going to let Wikipedia do it for me. So let's try this out. <laughs> all right, here we go. Tension's killing me. Here we go. All right, I'm listening. My winger is Jakub Błaszczykowski. <laughs> Can you miss that? Jakub Błaszczykowski. Jakub Błaszczykowski. Jakub, as I as I pronounced it, Blaszczykowski. Oh, uh, Blaszczykowski. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. The Polish man obviously pronounced it correctly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, ignore that and go with our pronunciation. Jakub Blaszczykowski. Yeah. Dortmund legend. Um. Went under the radar for a long time. Played for Klopp's Dortmund. Pacey winger from Poland. Always had a dead trim, but he was a great player. <laughs> mm. So pacey. Yeah, insane. To, with him and Lewandowski, they were a great, a great little team they had there. Yeah, that little trio of Polish people playing for the uh, Yeah, with Peace Dortmund. Check as well. Peace Check at right back. Blaszkowski yeah. on the right mid and Lewandowski up top. Yeah. I almost picked Peace Check as my, uh, as my right back. But I thought he was too good to just be a streets will never forget player. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is obviously uh, a winger, a very pacey winger at that. He's still playing, actually, for Wisla Krakow in Poland. Uh, nice. But he's played for Dortmund, Fiorentina, Wolfsburg. Made 108 appearances for Poland, scoring 21 goals. But it's one of those players where probably goes under the radar quite a lot because yeah. he was sort of in the sort of t- like. 2008 to 2015 range where he was really at his peak of his powers. So, uh, yeah. Jakob Blaszkowski or Blaszkowski, whatever that guy said. Yeah, That's that my winger. <laughs> I've always known him as Blaszkowski. But... Yeah, I, know, I think the L sort of tricks your mind. I, I don't know how to speak Polish, so I'm guessing that's not an L sound. Twice named Polish Player of the Year, 2008-2010. And I'm assuming Lewandowski's won it every year since. Yeah. You can imagine so, can't you? Yeah. Fair. Can't Fair. argue that. That's a good choice. choice. I like that one. Okay, I'll go next. Okay. okay. George, you're going to like this one. First striker, I've got Demetar Berbatov. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Because I've never, been, I've never seen... Maybe, maybe, actually, now that I think about it, maybe Pirlo, but you don't see many players that just walk around the pitch and still manage to uh, play as well as they do. But he, got he is one of those players. Pitch. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't come alive until United or whichever team he was playing for had the ball. And God, he scored some crazy goals. And one highlight that I love of Berbatov is where someone pings in the ball from right back, and he just takes it, touch it, ball on top of it, traps it, dead. What a touch! But <laughs> oh, what an unbelievable player. Uh, Same. Uh, he was so close to getting into my original team in, in the uh, previous pod that I did. So I think, yeah, he's definitely enough to go in this one. 
And yeah, Dimitar Berbatov, absolute baller. Absolutely. He's one of them players where, like you said, he just looks like he doesn't care, but the source that that man has. Yeah. As soon as the ball got at his feet, there was that one where the ball was about to go out for a goal kick or something. And the skill he does to keep it in. And then I think he megs the defender at the same time. Yeah, I love it. What a but player. I've uh, got written down here. I was, I've, I've put down that he is arguably the best striker in the Prem to not reach 100 goals, to not be in the 100 club. Is he not in the 100 club? He's not in the 100 club, no. Wow. So I'm going to go That's out there and bad. say that he's one of the best strikers. One of, not the best. One of yeah, the I best can't, strikers. I can't, yeah, I can't think of, think of many. Reach of 100 Premier League goals. That's a set. That's a good start. That I um I think I said it the last time he was picked. And sorry, Drew, to mention it again, but I saw his hat trick against Liverpool in a three-two win, and he scored an overhead kick in that, which was just ace, insane, yeah, incredible player. Really, really was amazing. Obviously, playing for Leverkusen, and then Spurs, and then United. I think he played for Monaco after that. Did he give to Monaco after United? He was at Monaco for a bit. Yeah, yeah, just a hell of a player. Just one of them, like yeah. He can still do it now because he didn't really do much back then in terms of movement. So, yeah, I don't think you yeah. lose the touch and the, the striking ability that he has. So, yeah, he can still do a job. Hell of a player. Hell of a player. Not much sprinting, though. No. I idolise him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next. And this is probably going to give it away. I'm going to give both my strikers because they're a package deal. Right? Okay. Which probably gives it away straight away. Play for Newcastle. Oh, I see where you're going. It's Denver Bar and Pape Cisse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, genuinely, I, I remember just, I think it was one season in particular that they just absolutely tore up the Premier League and everyone just, everyone was just confused as to where these two had come from and why they were playing so well. And Pape Cisse as well for that goal he scored against, I want to say Chelsea. Yeah, I was against Chelsea. Which just defies all laws of, physics unbelievable goal he's yeah. literally like on the sideline when he scored that yeah. as well, isn't he and I think what it was goal. against Petr Cech who's probably one of the better keepers the Premier League has seen and even yeah. he's just like absolutely fooled by flapping it. just like ah uh oh yeah yeah I think they are a perfect example of the streets I never forget in the sense that when they were on it they were absolutely incredible and then their demise was very quick and they yeah. suddenly became very very poor again yeah, yeah. I, I did almost pick uh, like I think Drew said earlier, I did almost pick Michu in that role just for that one season at Swansea. And I did also almost pick uh, Asamoah Giam. Them two together, I couldn't, I couldn't look past it. Yeah, so good. Nice of you just to uh, slip Denver Bar in there as well. <laughs> well, it's been nice, lads. Uh, <laughs> we'll come, come back again next week. You called one of his players a <laughs> <laughs> He is. That's not my fault. <laughs> Uh, great choices, though. They are the ultimate streets never forget players, which yeah. I shouldn't say because there's a vote after this. No doubt, they're shit. But no, yeah. Top tier, top tier streets never forget. And I thought, yeah, absolutely. In a, in a way, I was sort of, sort of thinking like there might be too obvious a choice, but at the same time, I can't, I can't not put them in really. All right, I'm going to go then. So I've gone for as my other striker purely for one penalty that he scored, and I've gone for Lee Trundle. <laughs> so. In a, uh, I've got it written down there. Uh, in a fundraising game, he scored a double hat trick, and one of the goals that he scored was a pen. And it wasn't just any old pen. Basically, it, the ball was on the floor, on the pen spot, and he bends over to move the ball or 
looks like he's about to move the ball and then just gives it a little stab, goes in, keeper's none the wiser. Great penalty. I'd love to see that in like a proper game. Like I say, it's only a fundraising game, but um, God, what what a penalty. If you've not seen it, well worth a watch. I cannot believe Lee Trundle has made it to two nostalgia FC teams. <laughs> <laughs> like that is insane. Like no offense to him, he's not. He wasn't a bad player, but that's just a r- really random person to make it in more than once. Fair yeah. play to him. Well, yeah, Wrexham, Wrexham legend as well. Did he play for Wrexham? Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. 94, 94 appearances. Fair. As well as Rail, Chester. I can't remember. Yeah, many teams. Great player. The streets will never forget Lee Trundle. For, yeah. <laughs> The, the mullet, where he had a blonde mullet yeah. for Swansea, I think it was. Wow. Go on, Lee. <laughs> but yeah, he's purely just going in for that pen. So he's going to be my penalty taker. He's not going to do much else. Well, here we go. This guy is about to blow all the strikers out of the water. Go on. on. Partly because he has the most powerful shot I've ever seen. His nickname was L'Imperatore, which means the Emperor. Played in Italy in the early 2000s. And his name is... Adriano. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rocket of a boot. Rocket of a boot. Love drugs. Go on, Adriano. <laughs> yeah, Adriano. I think that, he's, he's one of those players that our generation maybe didn't get to witness as much as we'd hoped. No, that's it, isn't it? Growing up, it, like he could have been everyone's favourite player, really, couldn't he? Yeah. But I think he maybe just didn't quite get the hang of his career, did he? No. But he played for a lot of teams. But when he was on in that Inter Milan season, they've actually got the kits that he wore. They've actually got this season as a throwback kit, as their away kit. Oh, and, nice. Um, he was just incredible. The way he'd strike a ball, literally, he'd be like five yards out and he'd take the roof off the net. Like he'd just smash it so hard. Nice. And he's just, I always remember this. So Adriano was on the cover of. Prevo, I think it was called Prevo Five. It was six, I think, wasn't it? Six, yeah. I, so, I don't know. I was because I was going to say he is on the cover of the best football game, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's on the cover of Prevo, and then on that Prevo game, his shot power was ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> so you could literally just hit the ball from anywhere, and it was like flying in. And yeah, just obviously a shame about that he couldn't get like Carl said, couldn't get hold of his career. But for when he was on, he was one of the better players. In that time frame, played for yeah. Brazil, obviously with with the actual Ronaldo, and you know he obviously took a lot from Ronaldo in terms of his diet, clearly. But <laughs> <laughs> I actually, wow, man, you are throwing <laughs> some shade today. No, yeah, but uh, he scored forty-seven goals and one hundred and fifteen appearances for Inter Milan. He scored goals most places he went, and then he sort of dropped off quite considerably. But like for Palmer, he scored thirty-seven in. He scored 30 and 37, 16 and 23 for Sao Paulo, 19 and 32 for Flamengo, and then he dropped off massively after that. But yeah, 27 goals and 48 caps for Brazil. A hell of a player. Yeah. And I really wish his career had gone better for him because he had all the promise in the world. Mm-hmm. Inspirational to me because he's an overweight striker. <laughs> <laughs> From this is, this is weird. From 2010 to 2016, when he finished his career, he only had 11 appearances. In six yeah. years. It's a massive drop-off, isn't it? Yeah. But he, he was he was a fantastic player and, and yeah. probably one of the perfect Streets Never Forget players. Yeah. Just that iconic image of him in that Inter Milan kit, just mm. pushing people out of the way, smashing 
left foot plow drivers into the top corner. He's yeah. someone that would Love scare centre backs, which doesn't happen often. I don't think with centre backs. No, no. Put him in, if you put him in the modern game, he wouldn't do so well. I don't think because centre backs are caught up now. But hmm. back in the day, whew, hell of a player, hell mm-hmm. of a player. All right, well, there's our first 11s in. Let's go super subs. I'll give mine first. Go on. My super sub uh, has appeared on the podcast before. I'm quite surprised he's not made an appearance in the first 11 of any of our teams. A little Frenchman could dribble around anyone. Hatem oh, Ben Arthur. Yeah. yeah. All of when, all when you said appeared yes. on the podcast, I thought you meant as a guest. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hatem appears next week. <laughs> Yeah, Hatem Ben Arthur. Gotta be. Could dribble around anyone, pace for days. Yeah. Occasionally could finish the ball very well. Obviously, another sort of like Adriano that his career never really got to the heights that it should have done for different reasons. But Hatem Ben Arthur, the streets will never forget you, for my friend. If yeah. he if he had discipline, his career would have gone so much different. Like so different. Yeah. Yeah. The the Newcastle stint for him was really his like his shining point, wasn't yeah, it? His peak. He was he was unplayable in that that few years where he played for Newcastle. Yeah, I think he's one of those players. I've said this a few times for different players, but he's a big fish, small pond kind of player. Yeah. Where if he's the best player he on needs every to be team, the best player, doesn't he? yeah, exactly. If you put him in a big pond like PSG, for example, where he did go, it just didn't work out for him because yeah. there's players better than him, and he's sort of like, oh, okay. For anyone who likes FIFA as well, always has ridiculous cards on FIFA Ultimate Team. Always, <laughs> like I don't know why. They've just gone, they absolutely love him at FIFA. Yeah, there is my Your super sub. sub. Super what sub. sub to come on? He's, he's going to come on, he's going to skin the whole team. Yeah. Love it. Right, my super sub is arguably, again, one of the best strikers ever. I've gone for Zlatan. Zlatan, all right. Yeah. Nice. Because it's just... Ah, oh, it's just great in every way. And I, I wish we'd seen him more in the Premier League. Like I really do, even even though I was playing for United. And, uh, uh, I agree <laughs> with you, but in his prime, yeah, I'd love to have seen if him. Have, in his if prime, he'd have come to come to the Premier League a little bit earlier in his career, I think as Premier League watchers, we would have been treated to watching him every, uh, week at week in week out. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen? You the can't pitch? deny it. He just the flair, like his flair, was unbelievable. Yeah. And not only was he so like had so much flair. Like he had the the finish to back it up as well. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I always think is funny about Zlatan, his uh first goal for LA or his first game for LA. Galaxy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. literally I think they're playing their right, I think they're playing LA United or whatever they're called. And yeah. he scores an absolute worldy volley and then just stands there in the middle of LA, just like, and what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my town now. Yeah. I heard a few things, quite interesting thing recently about Zlatan and why it didn't work out for him in LA. And they think it's because LeBron came like a few months after. So LeBron signed right. for the Lakers just after Zlatan had signed for LA Galaxy. So Zlatan has been sold the dream of you're going to be the next LA sports superstar. People are going to adore you, worship you. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. the most important basketball player of the last 25 years just rocks up. All right, yeah, lads. Yeah, yeah. I'm LeBron, don't worry about me. And then Zlatan What's, just sort of faded away. And then What's interesting went back. with him as well is, like you say, most players go over to like um, America to sort of end their career, especially even Galaxy as well with like Steven Gerrard, David Beckham. Uh, like a lot of players go out to America, don't they? Yeah. He went out there and then went, and then obviously either it didn't work for the LeBron reason or whatever, came back to Milan 
and Milan are doing really well this season. Well, consider so this, like... right? Zlatan is 39 years old. Yeah. This season, in 33 appearances, he scored 24 goals. <sighs> and Milan are top... Uh, well, Milan are in the top four of Serie A. they second. Yeah. 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 The second, it's only Inter Milan that are above them. And he also had a big bust, bust up on the pitch with Lukaku recently, which yeah. is very funny. Yeah, ne- never uh, never want to back away from controversy, is the old No, time. not at all. No, no. He the always fact, the fact that he calls himself a god. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Well, any 39-year-old man that refers to himself in the third person as a lion. Yeah. He's got a few screws loose, but that probably is why he is where he is. That yeah. self-belief... And like you said, yeah, I mean, maybe touching back on like the NBA kind of link there, it's like Zatan's one of the one of the players that he's got man mentality. Yeah, like a little bit like Kobe. Like, yeah. oh yeah, 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 just, yeah, he just backs himself no matter what, and he knows he's good. Yeah, he know, he knows he can put the ball in the back of the net, and uh, what a guy! And you got to respect him because being thirty nine years old, like as a footballer, normally that's going to be past your prime, but. If you look at him now, he's still in such good shape. And, yeah. You know, he's probably no not far off his physical peak. Yeah. Let's well, say that was 10 he, years ago, maybe. He's had about three different potentially career-ending injuries. Yeah. And he's just gone, nah, I yeah. recover, don't worry about it. I don't always agree with things he says. Um, he's had an argument with LeBron recently about politics and football and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but for the man who plays football, Zlatan, absolutely unbelievable. Goal scored everywhere he's been. 16 and 40 for Malmo, 35 and 74 for Ajax, 23 and 70 for Juve, 57 and 88 for Inter Milan, 16 and 29 for Barca, first stint at AC, 14 and 29, second stint, 28 and 32, PSG, 113 goals and 122 appearances, United, <sighs> 17, 17 goals and 33 appearances, LA Galaxy, 52 goals and 56 appearances, and then this season, 24 in 33 for Milan, and then obviously for Sweden, 62 goals in 116 games. And one of those was an insane. I was going to say, kick over Joe Hart. Possibly <laughs> one of my favourite, favourite yeah. ever goals was yeah. not just because it was against England, just for the sheer <laughs> audacity of doing an yeah. overhead kick from 30 yards out. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. What a guy. And like I said, mentality to back it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hell of a player. Yeah. So one, last thing. one last thing on Zlatan. You said about him joining the Premier League earlier. I don't know if you know this story. When uh, he was at Ajax, before he joined Juve... Is it Arsenal? Yeah, Arsenal came in for him. Mm. And he was he actually played... No, he's actually pictured with Arsenal member, like Arsenal gear. And then Arsene Wenger apparently asked him to do a trial. And even then, at 19 years old, Zlatan said, Zlatan doesn't do trials. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. I mean, it's weird out for him, but imagine it hadn't. Imagine he'd like just got dropped off then and he had that one chance to go to yeah. Arsenal. He's like, because at the Absolutely time, Arsenal were, were class. They had like yeah. Henri and Beerkamp and everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zlatan just, uh, doesn't do auditions and he still doesn't need to now. Yeah, fair. My, uh, my super sub choice isn't necessarily, like you've both gone for like pretty insane football players. Mine's more for one moment and for like a feel-good moment. Uh, and pro- possibly, in my opinion one of the best moments in football and like one that I actually teared up at. And it's uh, Jonas Gutierrez for Newcastle, okay. simply for coming back after, I can't remember what it, it was, it was some form of cancer, wasn't it? Yeah. And coming back onto the pitch at Newcastle and the absolute ovation he got from the fans for it. 
And uh, I want to say he scored, but I can't actually remember in that game. Because there's a picture of him and he, he's taking his top off and he's like swinging it about the place because he's absolutely over the moon. I don't know if that was the game he came on in or what, but that's the moment for me because yeah. I just absolutely, I love a good like feel-good story in football. Uh, like uh, Henri returning to Arsenal and scoring on his first game back and things like that. But this one was just like another level and I thought yeah. it was in- it's incredible to see any player come back from an injury but to come back from cancer. Yeah. And he's yeah, still absolutely. playing now as well. Inspirational. Yeah, yeah really. My respect cool. for anyone that can do that. And yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just beating cancer, is it? It's uh it's coming back and doing what you love as well. And yeah, because yeah. you could you could beat cancer and say, Look, I'm gonna retire from football. But he's come back and done what he loves and come back to Newcastle and the fans absolutely embrace that as yeah. well. So yeah. I love it. He's still playing as well. Yeah. Good on you, Jonas. Mm. Yeah. Shut up. My favourite Jonas it. after Nick. <laughs> 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 right so let's go into the kit so we've all picked one kit each yeah and then uh we've got one manager to manage all three teams because uh george came with a with a blinder for the manager so kits wise i'll be honest i i did mine at the start of the recording this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, but i have gone for brazil kit 2004 to 2006 uh it is the yoga bonito era and it was the obviously the yellow and green uh, Brazil kit with yeah. like the sort of outline that goes down the chest and along the stomach and across the chest. Yeah, great kit. Remind, I think reminds lot, you of Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. In my exactly. opinion, anyway. yeah, exactly. I think Portugal had the exact same kit, just in red and gold. Yeah, I think did Arsenal have it as well? Maybe? Yeah, Arsenal had it in in yeah. white and red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one with like the uh, the circle logo with nineteen yeah, in the middle? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and good that choice, is, good that's choice. My, that's my uh, she's gonna forget kit. That is definitely the yoga Benito era, isn't it? I, t- I tell you what, though, like even though you chose yours just as we got into this call, that's a good choice. <laughs> Let's just say, play. like any kit with that outline, with that template, doesn't matter really <laughs> what color it is. Yeah, could be a banger. That's just for the that's just for the pure memories of that nostalgia of uh, the yoga Benito advert where it was Brazil versus Portugal. Yeah. And it ends with oh, the referee actually fighting Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, I've gone for... Sorry, just jumped no, in past you there. I've gone for... So I've gone for the 2010 AC Milan kit. Purely because if there's a really iconic picture of uh, AC Milan players lining up over a free kick and it's David Beckham, Andre Pirlo and... Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Sorry, the last one. Missed me there. Ronaldinho... Should have had a shout out on this, to be fair. Yeah, let's be honest. But, um, the only, the go, only thing with Ronaldinho is he's too good to be in these teams, yeah, in fair. my opinion. Like, he's he was a world class player rather than just like, yeah, so is Kevin Prince Boateng, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that kit just for that photo because imagine being a imagine being a keeper and you've got Ronaldinho, Beckham, and Pirlo all lining up over a free kick. Yeah, you I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's when Ibra was at that uh, was at AC Milan as well, wasn't it? Which is just so yeah, that 2010-11 around that time AC Milan team was just unbelievable. Yeah, do you know who else played for that team in that kit? Go on, Kevin Prince Boateng. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say Kaka for some reason. Kaka was at AC Milan around that time, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he'd actually left at that point. Yeah, I think he. He'd gone he, to Madrid. Yeah, he'd gone to Real Madrid, hadn't he? I was going to choose a slightly earlier AC Milan kit, actually, from that era, 
because I had a kit when I was a kid, which was an AC Milan kit, and I had Kaká on the back. So, <laughs> mine's a bit pretty shit compared to yours, but I really like it, and I know a lot of people do like it. It's quite iconic. It's a Newcastle kit. Because in my head, I've picked my two strikers for their Newcastle stint. I've got Solano in there for his Newcastle stint. And I've got Gutierrez. So yeah. it's like I had to have a Newcastle kit. I Plus think I know this is going. a Newcastle fan. <laughs> uh, it's the 1996 away kit uh, that's got the logo Newcastle Brown in the middle, yeah. obviously. And it's purple and blue uh, hoops with yeah. a white collar. It's so nice. <laughs> that is like the they basically made that kit so they could advertise Nuki Brown on the front. Yeah. Didn't they? 100%. It's it, I think it's known as the Newcastle Brown kit. Yeah. yeah, but it's just it's such a nice kit. They tried to recreate it recently, if I remember. But yeah, they didn't they have used the white collar, so it didn't they, work. Yeah. It didn't work. But yeah, that's yeah. that's the one for me. Nice kit. Mm. Classic kit, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I um. I remember when it was in FIFA Ultimate Team, that was very much my kit that I chose. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. So all that's left now is to name the manager. So George, uh, it is your suggestion for you may name the manager? Yeah. So I I asked uh, before we started recording this if we'd picked the manager and I was the only one that had. And I quite like my choice. And I think, I think the guys agree with me. And it is Claudio Ranieri. The reason I've chosen him, Drew will give you another reason, but the reason I've chosen him is for taking Leicester to a Premier League title and then for some reason, just because they weren't performing as well, got sacked a season a year later, which is just, I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. my dad to this day always says how much he hates Le- Leicester for that reason and that yeah. reason alone. It was definitely sacked as well because they, they made him sell Mares and Kante. And yeah. they were like, yeah, well, he sacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not working out you go so yeah yeah 100% Great choice what's the uh, other reason iconic manager with some iconic quotes here we go <laughs> so in an interview describing Jamie Vardy he said this is not a footballer this is a fantastic horse <laughs> he also said um, about Mark Albright and Jamie Vardy and Jeff Schlupp as a front three he said yeah. I say my team is like the RAF. It's fantastic. Whoosh, whoosh. I love it. <laughs> um, he offered to buy his whole team a pizza if they... If they I, he said... <laughs> uh, Ranieri reacted to being told the Leicester Butcher, W. Archer and Son, had created a sausage in his honour. His response was, I pay for pizza, you pay for the sausage. I am the sausage man. <laughs> oh weird man and then the, the best one which everyone's heard so he gave his squad bells as a Christmas present in 2015 to remind them not to slip up in training right so the quote was when someone asked him about it he said from the beginning when something was wrong I've been saying dilly ding dilly dong wake up wake up <laughs> so on Christmas day I bought them all, all the players a little bell it was just a joke <laughs> dilly ding dilly dong what a man dilly 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 dong. <laughs> I'm just thinking now it's like uh, what did you say something about Claudio Ranieri offering his team pizza if they won or something like that yeah. hey imagine if Adel Tarapta was in that team <laughs> <laughs> and Adriano in fact Drew's team would love it yeah <laughs> 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 another, another. <laughs> I didn't realize he said this. Actually, he's actually said this twice. 
Go on. So when, when someone asked him with four games left to go in the in the, the season they won the league, Leicester were going for the title after seeing the Champions League spot. So they knew they'd got Champions League. So it's like, all right, we're gonna win, we might try and win the league now. He said, Now we go straight away to try and win the title. We are in the Champions League. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Come on. <laughs> Fair play oh, to the man. God. Committing to his own catchphrase. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. There you go. And there, there are our teams, our submissions for the Streets Never Forget 11s. So we'll go through them one by one, and then we will post these with a disclaimer. So make sure you listen to the, ed- the episode first, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can vote to decide who has made the best Streets Never Forget 11. So I'll start with mine. My 11 was a 4-3-3 formation with the goalkeeper Mexico hero of the 2014 World Cup. Guillermo Acoa. My defence was left-back Pablo Zabaleta. Centre-backs Titus Bramble and Alex from Chelsea. With my right-back being Nolberto Solano. Uh, my midfield, with midfield three, was Guti, Real Madrid hero, the glue that held that Galacticos team together. Adel Terapt, skills wizard. And the journeyman with... A lot of sauce, Mr. Kevin Prince Boateng. My front three was Stefan El Sharare, Jakob Blasikovsky, and Adriano with the super sub of Hatem Ben Arthur. And all these boys will be wearing the Brazil kit from 2004 to 2006. Raw sauce. So I've gone for in goal, Felipe Melo for saving a pen, even though he's an outfield player. Uh, I've gone for Richard Dunn for scoring all his own goals. Uh, Razor Ruddock to uh, harden up my, my back line. Yaya Banana as my third and final centre-back just for the comedic value. Uh, my two CDMs are going to be Yaya Torre from the 13-14 season. Moussa Dembele with his ankles like rubber. Uh, Mesut Ozil at camp for that goal versus Ludogratz. Uh, Dimitri Payet at left wing for his West Ham stint. Uh, Adama Traore for being the absolute speed demon that he is. Uh, Dimitar Berbatov being the laziest striker to never reach 100 Premier League goals and Lee Trundle for scoring one of the most outrageous pens ever and then Zlatan Ibrahimovic to come off the bench and bang one in if I need it <laughs> and they're all going to be playing in the 2010-2011 AC Milan kit Right so I went for a 4-4-2 and in goal I went with the Finnish goalkeeper of Jaskalainen for his haircut and for the fact that he was a goalkeeper coach at Wrexham for one season, for some reason. <laughs> Left back, we have Leighton Baines because he looks like a rock star. <laughs> uh, Centre-backs, I've got Jose Fonte because he was part of that Southampton side in 2014 and 15. I thought it was very entertaining side. Phil Jones for his absolutely memeable face. <laughs> um, and Nobby <laughs> Solano because I struggled for a right back and what a player he was. Into midfield, uh, on the left, I went with JJ Okocha. In the centre, I went for Clint Dempsey and Dimitri, uh, Dimitri Payet. Uh, and on the right, I went for Morton Gamps Pedersen. And up top, uh, just for the one season at Newcastle, is Denver Bar and Papa Cisse for being absolutely prolific. And the substitute, just for a feel-good reason, is Gutierrez for battling the cancer and coming back and playing for Newcastle once again. Uh, and they will all be playing because, for some reason, I've chosen a lot of Newcastle players. They'll be playing in the 1996 away Newcastle kit 
with Newcastle Brown on the front. The Newkey Brown kit. Lovely. <laughs> Great Go on, then. And the manager of all of them is Claudio Ranieri. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Right, so... Uh, right, Nobby Solano, go on. Nobby Solano. There's a fun fact for you before we leave. I'll leave you on this nice little <laughs> fun fact. Nobberto Solano, the Premier League's first Peruvian player, obviously played in the Premier League for a long time, played for a few different teams. So, Nobberto Solano is considered a cult hero at, in, at Tyneside in Newcastle. He is noted for playing the trumpet, right? So he formed his own salsa band called the Geordie Latinos. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not a name for this team, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah. The Geordie Latinos. The Geordie Latinos. All three, all three of them. <laughs> there you go. I've just got visions of him and Theon Dublin. <laughs> what's what's, the, what's the instrument that the young woman plays? It's called the Doob, isn't it? The Doob. Is it called the Doob? Maybe that's, that's something else, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it just Ask the young Dublin and, and Soldado. <laughs> just the band. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Lovely. All right, well, there we go. That wraps us up for this week. A special concept episode with a special guest host, Mr. Callum Van, back again. So, uh, as always, we will point you in the directions of our social media channels. We've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got TikTok. We've got an email address, which is George. Uh, NostalgiaFCPod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. I always forget that bit. Uh, so if you want to come and follow us, please do. We make lovely little videos. Um, George has gotten very good at it. They're very nice now. They're very, very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, proud of them. So yeah. now we just uh, what leave it up to the viewers to decide on the, uh, the best Jordi Latino team. That's it. So Jordi <laughs> Latinos, there's three different variations. We will post them in the lineup for that with the little kits there as well. <laughs> we will put those three teams on our Instagram page, on our Facebook. And you, the listener, get to choose the best one. Okay, now I've been thinking about what we could have as a forfeit for the winner. And we all play for the same six-a-side team. Oh, no. I think that's got to come into it somewhere, hasn't it? So when yeah. on the, the grand return, oh, the baker's dozen... No. <laughs> The... Wait, so hang on, hang on. So the losing two. The losing yeah. two or... I think the winner gets one. to choose something. The winner gets to choose an item of clothing <laughs> that the other yeah. two have to wear. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> For one match. Please let me win. <laughs> well, God, well... this could be horrendous because if we win or like one of us scores a hat trick whilst wearing some really short shorts, <laughs> we're just going to have to carry on doing it. <laughs> Also, also, we will try and get like picture evidence of this. Oh, that'll be picture well for the Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Right, well, there we go. That's the forfeit. So remember, folks, once this goes live, make sure to head over to our socials to vote. Sorry, and, Cal. Uh, I hope you regret picking Yaya Banana and Richard Dunn. In your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on. Right, yeah, let's I... just uh, get this out there. It's really nice that Jonas Gutierrez survived cancer and stuff, but don't play the pity card with George. Yeah. Don't just pick him because of that. <laughs> hey, if we'd have known, I'm, I'm then... my team. <laughs> yeah, if I'd have known, I would have just gone through the list of players that had almost died and chose them. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed yeah. this special concept episode. We'll be back again next week with another team delivered by another special guest. So make sure to join us then. Remember, if you have a podcast platform that can leave us a review, please do so. Five star would be lovely, but if you want to give us anything less than that, then that's fine. Please don't. 
But thanks again for listening. It's been a real pleasure. Cal, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank Stay you, safe man. out there, everyone. It's a big, bad world at the moment. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Let, us, let the soothing tones of Nostalgia FC take you through this hard time. Indeed. Best medicine. So <laughs> that was the Geordie Latinos, time three. <laughs> and what a team it was. Dilly ding, dilly was. dong. I see what Harlan said about Arsenal. Oh no, go on. So he, he said, uh, so an interviewer asked him, and it was something along the lines of, um, Do you wish to win this trophy or that trophy? And uh, he said, I wish to win the Champions League like Arsenal. And the interviewer said, like, But the, the Arsenal haven't won the Champions League. And he was like, Yeah, they wish too. <laughs> <laughs>